This week on the Habs Form, the Montreal Canadiens uh, on a bit of a downturn here. Just coming off a loss against the Maple Leafs. Everyone was so excited to see the two top teams in the division go against each other. And one team looked obvious, took up obviously on top of the other, and it wasn't the Canadiens. This coming off two very poor performances against the Ottawa Senators. So we're going to talk about all of that. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a lot less positive of a podcast compared to what we had uh, in the past. I mean, as far as what there is to talk about, at least we had Armia coming back today. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about the, the what, what looked good. There's not a lot. And what looked bad, what went wrong with today's game. Aside from that, the Rocket are about to start finally. A few from the taxi squad uh, got sent down. Uh, as you can tell, I'm so excited to talk about this game right now. <laughs> uh, but first, Dustin, tell us who the sponsor is. Yeah, Habs sponsor or uh, Habs forum sponsor is still Manscaped.com. Uh, so check out the new Lawnmower 3.0 and the Weed Whacker and the other great products they have at Manscaped.com. Use promo code Habs forum for 20% off your purchase and get free shipping. All right, so let's get right into it. So we, we don't re- usually record right after a game, but we just got off from watching Habs versus Leafs. I thought this would be a good opportunity. You know, everyone's so excited for this game. The last couple, of, I, I felt like, like I, I I was I was saying earlier today, it felt like there hadn't been a Habs game in like two weeks. It felt like it'd been so long. I don't know if it's just because there was a Super Bowl in between. The last two games against Ottawa were just kind of stinkers. Like even though we they won one, it just it just they weren't fun games, you know, compared to the beginning of the season. I was so hyped to play against the Leafs. It's going to be open ice, lots of goals, no matter what. should be a fun game. Oh, boy, was I wrong. Started off strong, too. Anderson scores <laughs> like a minute and 16 seconds in, but then all downhill from there. Yeah, all downhill. Well, uh, it, <laughs> it wasn't uh, wasn't a very exciting game either. Um, you know, I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job in the first two two periods. I mean, obviously, yeah, they didn't produce much chances of their own, but it. I don't know if the game plan was uh, to focus really hard on defense and and you know shut down the guy, shut down the obviously you know the the talent that Toronto has, which I think they did a pretty good job of in the first two periods. Uh, but yeah, it uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, the peak was a minute and sixteen seconds in, and sort of went downhill from there. Uh, but see, like I don't really agree that they yeah. did that good of a job. I think they got kind of lucky early in the game. The the Leafs had some opportunities with wide open nets and just missed i mean hyman had that opportunity that he just missed early in the game and then i forget who it was on on i think matthews set it up and i think it was a nylander or marner one of the big guns on the leafs open one-time opportunity nine times out of ten that's a goal but yeah, no, you're probably it, right. It, 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 it didn't it didn't happen right the canadians were very very lucky to still be up one nothing when they were they they looked good after the Josh Anderson goal, and then they were kind of up uh, by a lot in shots. But then the, the shots, the shot totals don't tell the whole story of this game. I find like a lot of easy. It's not like Anderson played a great game. It, it's oh. it, it didn't feel like the Canadians really had any chances to score this game. Really, the the Leafs at one point looked like they were getting more chances to score, even though they weren't getting any shots because they were just missing the net. Versus the Canadians just shooting in Anderson's chest, making him look good. As as bad as he looked on the first goal, that's just a bad five hole against Anderson. Let's take anything away from Anderson. The Canadians managed to make him look good the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, one minute and sixteen seconds in, and Josh Anderson scores, and it it definitely wasn't the the greatest goal. It was a you know a bit of a, a bit of a weak one. 
But yeah, I mean, he de- he definitely didn't look comfortable in there. He he hasn't really been having a great season. So you would have liked to see the Canadians sort of jump on that, especially after getting the early goal. Uh, but obviously that that wasn't the case. You know, they they just couldn't take advantage. Though they did look pretty good in the first period, it, like at least the first half of the first period. They were out shooting out shooting the Leafs. I think it was like seven to one after the first ten minutes. But um, yeah, no, it uh, definitely was not a great performance. And you would have liked to have seen them come out with a strong performance after what happened in the two games against Ottawa. You know, obviously a lot riding on this game. They want to stay sort of on pace with the Leafs. And you would think that facing the top team in the division at this point would, you know, give them a bit of a give them a bit of a boost. But unfortunately, that's not what we saw from the Habs tonight. I don't, they, they somehow got away from their game because at first the, the in the first I do agree they were doing what's been great about the Habs play so far this year is how they have constant pressure on the other team they make it so hard to play against them and they just play at such a high pace non-stop because they can because of the rotations of the lines and like there's no excuse here the, the last game was saturday afternoon right they had plenty of rest between games and they just they almost seemed dead like the end of the game was pathetic I, I, like when tatar scored i was like okay maybe there's a chance here i was expecting at least some opportunities anderson was going to have to make some big saves and if there's any team who can lose a lead late in the game it's the toronto maple leafs okay <laughs> so i was definitely believing it might happen but that play when price got out of the net and it's just there was no urgency the puck just went in the corner there was no one there if you're listening on rds uh, the play-by-play was was shocked it was where are the canadians i think is what he said so so what are you gonna see it was no one knew and there were six players on the ice and they were maybe the fourth on the puck there it's just a hor- horrible end of the game incredibly frustrating yeah i mean i mean again you you would hope that they would get up for this game i mean you know they played so well at the beginning of the season and to have three performances like they've had here and and like you said i mean they got a little uh, they got pretty lucky to score that to score the second goal tatar's goal you know was a bit of a definitely wasn't too pretty of a goal i mean you know, he went to the net and, and ended up going in they got a bit of bit of a lucky bounce really on that one but it was off a broken you know. stick from the leaves right it's like one yeah. of those but i mean at the same time the leafs third goal was the same thing right yeah, well, that, yeah, that, that's definitely true. But, you know, like you said, I mean, you'd like to see a, a bit of urgency. I mean, just just nothing there. Even even Romanov, well, I, I th- Romanov and I don't, and I, well, I guess it was probably Kulak. They were skating back and, and you know, right at the end of the game where uh, basically they, they called off icing where the Toronto guy beat them both back. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, was... Kulak and Romanov, look, I've loved Romanov this whole season so far. He's been one of the bright spots on this team. Love having the kid on, on the team. And, and He's going to have bad games. That, that's totally fine. But they did not look good at all today. There, were, there was at one point today, they were stuck in, in uh, on the ice for, I think, two and a half minutes. They just couldn't get the puck out. And just Wormanov almost looked lost on some plays. It, not not a good – overall, our, our, the defense overall, just not a good game. Uh, really, I mean, uh, Petrie had a few offensive pushes. But just it just – in general, the team just looked – loss out there I, I'm, I'm shocked honestly that the big guns didn't get any goals today on on, on the Leafs because it, it wasn't an inspiring performance and that goes all the way to Carey Price too he looked shaky at times there uh, a, a few times the Leafs missed the net and he looked like he was just looking for the puck he didn't know where it was I, I think this game could have been a lot worse than what it was if I'm being honest yeah no you're right I mean they definitely did they could have had a lot more goals um, there was a couple like you said Price I mean, yeah, he he really didn't have to make too many big saves, no. and 
And I mean, and he didn't, you know, I mean, the, even the goals I thought, I mean, I don't know the second goal. I mean, you know, the guy taking a slap shot, a li- I mean, he wasn't, you know, a little, he wasn't nec- exactly at the blue line, but I mean, he had a clean look at that shot. I mean, yeah. obviously it's, you know, it was a big slap shot. The guy had a whole, uh, had all day to shoot it, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a shot that you would think Harry Price could stop. Exactly. That's the thing, right? It's We haven't had a, a game so far this year. I mean, I think all the stats are out there that the price hasn't looked very... I know there's the, the, the recent reports that a lot of people are talking about on Twitter about how Care Price's stats against high like, percentage... like like dangerous shots are, are actually very good, but he, he still, he's been letting in softies a lot this year so far. And Allen has just looked better. I mean, I don't think there's, there's any argument there and it's just, he hasn't brought to the Canadians what they need out of who's supposed to be their star on the team. You know, I just, I just want to see that game from price where the rest of the team plays bad, but he steals a point for the Canadians. We haven't had anything close to that from, from Carey price this year. Yep. No, uh, exactly. I mean, you know, you're paying him 10.5 million. He's by a, a pretty significant margin, the highest paid player in the, uh, on the team. So you would le- definitely like to see a lot more from him. Uh, you know, price, I feel like he's always been like that though. Like, you know, the games where he doesn't get a lot of shots is when he plays his worst. And, and that was sort of the case today. He had, uh, I think maybe 22 shots or something like that. 24. And, you know, and you know the games, the games where he gets a lot of shots, you know where he's facing forty shots. That's the game that he's going to get a shutout, right? So, um, I, I still, I, I think he's injured. I mean, I think there's a little something that's wrong with him. Uh, like the just the way that, like, I mean, Price. The thing that makes him so good is his positioning and the way that he moves. He just moves so quick, and I yeah. that that he he just looks so much slower i think he i, I think one of his late like he's he's got like a pulled muscle or, or a hamstring issue or something like that i don't think it's anything like super significant but it's something that's definitely slowing him down I mean, if I that's like the case i'd be incredibly annoyed of him not taking the time to rest we have a backup that's yeah. proving himself in allen just take a week i guess there's a week off coming up and maybe that's what he he the way yeah. he sees it right canadians have a week off in the schedule coming up so maybe that's what they think he thinks you know yeah, maybe, maybe that that's what it is. Um, you know, I mean, you'll definitely see Jake Allen and Nets tomorrow. For sure. Um, and Saturday, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, uh, I, I guess maybe it depends on how Jake Allen plays tomorrow. But um, yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked if they don't put Price back in on, on Saturday. I mean, yeah, probably. the whole thing about him being Mister Saturday Night and all that, and I, it just, it, it just. Unless Price is hurt, I think there's no way Eugenia doesn't put him. Maybe if Allen has a monster performance and he gets a shutout, stopping like 40 shots, maybe, maybe. But uh, outside of that, I'd, I'd be shocked if they both don't put uh, uh, Price out there. But I mean, let's talk a bit about positive. Let's let's try to talk a bit about positive, <laughs> not just being negatives. I mean, the Anderson goal, even though we said that uh, Anderson. The goaltender <laughs> did a poor job on it. Anderson, the player, it, he, I love still seeing that type of goal, the type of goal that we haven't seen a lot as fans of the Montreal Canadiens for the last 20, 20 years, where he hits the, the guy on the like big hit to kind of get the space and then takes his shot and scores. I mean, you love seeing that that power forward kind of goal. It's just just so wonderful to see. And just Anderson just keeps doing it, you know, because he – he had that first game, obviously, was really strong. And then it seemed like maybe he had something that slowed him down. And then he's right back to it. I was getting a little nervous after the, the he slowed down after the first game. But 
I mean, he's near the top in scoring in the NHL. I mean, he, he what is he like second or third at this point with goals? Yeah, tied I mean, for second now. Yep, tied for second. Uh, yeah, behind uh, Austin Matthews is leading with 11 goals, and uh, well, a couple of players, well, including Toffoli, well, Toffoli, Josh Anderson, uh, I think Brock Besser are all tied with nine goals. So, I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, two acquisitions from Mark Bergevin obviously paying dividends uh, so far. But, yeah, Josh Anderson, I mean, he's been, yeah, I mean, what can you say about him? I mean, just the way that he plays, like, the, with that size, and he can throw the body around. You know when he needs to, and and that speed though for for a guy his size and like a crazy. sudden burst of speed out of nowhere he's going 100 miles an hour. Uh, he, I love it. Yeah, and it, he always seems to score the goals the same way. You know, like he beats the guy with that speed off off the edge, and then you know cuts into the net, sort of like the the goal that he scored tonight. And I mean, it seems to keep catching the defenders off off yep. guard. I mean, yep. you would think by this time they know what the you know what the book is on Anderson and how fast he is, but uh, but I mean, yeah, every time you see him skate, I mean, it, yeah, I, I'm, it surprises me every time. So, yeah, and like you said, I love how he cuts into the net, right? Like he's not scared, doesn't st- stay on the edges. You know, he's not one of those big players that doesn't want to kind of get his nose dirty. He, he's fast. He's still got skill, but he, he likes to put his head down and, and go towards the nets. I mean, with how that the game started with that goal, I, I can't believe it ended to w- with the way it ended. And and to go back to Anderson, uh, the goaltender. I mean, it's very confusing having the, the talk <laughs> about a goal scored on Anderson by Anderson. Like you're a goalie, isn't the thing that throws a goalie off its game the most is le- letting in a five hole goal. And and the yeah. Canadians scored five hole on him in the first minute. They you would have thought they would have taken advantage. Anderson also not known for being the most kind of mentally strong goaltender either. You know. Well, he's known to get beat five hole quite a bit, actually. Um, uh, I remember, uh, I think we scored uh, in the first game of the season. I think they scored at least two goals between the, between the legs on him. So he is known to get beat uh, to get beat five hole. But yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you could see that he was shaky. It, it obviously wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it also, I don't think the 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 Anderson goal was as bad as it looked. It was yeah. just because I, I think. The the way when Anderson shot it, he he like he didn't get the shot off great, so he kind of fanned on it because like the defender was right on him. So that those are always as a goalie, those are always pretty hard to read when something like that happens. But but I mean he did look shaky. Even the some of the saves that he made, like he really didn't look super comfortable. And, and like I said, he he hasn't been having the great season, the the greatest season either. So you know you would have liked to have seen them throw the puck at at the net a little bit more, get some more chances, but. Now, there just was no sense of urgency from the Habs outside of maybe, like I said, the first 10 minutes. They they really didn't show much tonight. Well, then what happened in the first, what slowed down the pace of the game was then a couple penalties, right? right? Like we've seen all year. At least that's another positive. I mean, they kept the, the, the PK. Uh, I mean, it was only two power plays for the Leafs this year, but the PK did pretty good. Not this year, this game. PK did good, didn't allow any goals. And that was a positive because the PK has been struggling a little bit for sure. I mean, even though they've scored the shorthanded goals, they've allowed the the power play goals also. So especially against the Leafs, right? The Leafs have a deadly power play. So I mean, I I guess I guess that 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 was a positive, but I mean, it just it just wasn't enough. I don't know if that took the the wind out of their sails. I mean, I mean, aside from like, I'm trying to think what happened in the second period, and I just watched the game and I can't remember. I feel like <laughs> nothing happened in the second period. And there there were flashes here and there. I mean. And Armia was back, which was great to see. And even though he didn't score or anything like that, he had some flashes. He looks like he's back at 100%, which is fantastic if he can kind of get back to where he left off when he got injured. So that that's definitely a plus there. 
Yeah, definitely. No, the, he definitely looked uh, looked pretty good. I mean, and it was it was kind of surprising after he missed. You know, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks now he missed, right? Yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, he looked really good. Um, you know, obviously, well, he wasn't able to get any points. But, uh, no, I, th- I thought he looked really good. He seemed to be, you know, he didn't look rusty at all. Um, so, I mean, no, this is definitely positives. It's going to be interesting moving forward to see what happens. I mean, Kukin, I mean, though Perry has seemed to slow down a, the last couple of games, I thought. Um, well, that's the thing. You I don't think, want Perry playing every single game. You yeah. want him to get some no. days off. Yeah, and and I think maybe on the fourth line because they do definitely seem to like him on the power play. Though I yeah. mean, I don't know the Canadians' power play the last couple oh. of games has been uh, has been awful, man. But they, just, they can't. They don't seem to get any. Like they can't get anything going. It seems. Uh, I mean, you know, I th- I think I mean obviously the Canadians have two more games left this week, but that you know, I mean, I hate not seeing the Canadians for a week, but uh, it might not be the the worst time either after these three bad performances. I mean, is it that the because the, they look good against the Canucks, but now we're seeing the Canucks are just a terrible team defensively, and it, it may, maybe it may, maybe like when you play against a team that's so bad defensively, you, you kind of expect to be able to get goals easier. Like I don't know because even Ottawa, as bad of a team as Ottawa have, I mean they're going to struggle all year. They really did a good job of shutting down the Canadians, playing an extremely boring brand of hockey. But it made me nervous about what this team like what the Canadians can do come the playoffs. Because if the Ottawa Senators can shut them down the way they did, and it's almost what the Leafs did today, despite the Leafs' poor like defense, as good as they are offensively, they're not very good, they're not supposed to be very good defensively. The Canadians just haven't been able to do anything offensively the last few games, it seems. No, no, it's true. I mean, again, no sense of urgency. Though I thought the game against, the, the first game against the Senators, the game that they lost, I actually thought they played not that bad. Like you would have liked to see more goals, obviously, against the Senators. But I thought Matt Murray, for once, for once in his life, played a good game. But and I don't know. See, like I felt like they made Matt Murray look good. I like I, I felt like they were kind of shooting in his chest because Matt Murray is still giving up a lot of rebounds, mm-hmm. and the Canadians just weren't there to, to 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 jump on them, right? So I mean, yeah, I agree that they played. They play, They probably played better in the game they won against Ottawa than the game they lost against Ottawa. Like they 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 won the wrong game, basically. I definitely agree with you there. But even then, I, I kind of felt like, like I don't know, Murray just we made him look good. Yeah, no, you're you're probably right. I mean, you know, they 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 de- definitely did seem to. I mean, I think that maybe that was the plan that they were just trying to get the puck to the net. But I, I thought he did make a couple. Though I think at, at the beginning of the game, they they made him look better, and I and I think that sort of seemed to yeah. almost his confidence yeah. and then later on in the game i think the canadians had had a couple of chances but um but no i mean the canadians were really playing good until they let let those two the the two the two quick goals that the senators scored yeah. and then it just seemed to go downhill at that point uh and then the second game against the senators was just yeah, i mean well the canadians typically if i'm not mis- i don't i don't have the record in front of me but usually when you know they're deal- they're playing those afternoon games they always seem to play pretty bad in those games but, but i think uh, afternoon games in general they're just they're both they're, they're never good games it seems they're just both teams aren't really as ready to go as you'd hope they would be, and it's just kind of sloppy play. It's it's like none of the players are actually awake until halfway through the game. It it never seems to give very good hockey. No, exactly, and I think that's what we saw. And I mean, yeah, the Canadians definitely didn't look too good in that. Definitely did not deserve to win that <laughs> that game. No, no definitely, and that was a fantastic performance by by Jake Allen, really. 
that 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 got the W. Like that the the best goalie performance that we they they've had this year is is that game with Jake Allen. I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to do tomorrow. He has yet to put up a bad performance so far. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's a good point. I and mean, pretty much every game, like he's def, like even the game against um, against the Flames. You know, I mean the, where they lost one zero, but I mean he really kept them in that game. It could have been a lot worse than that. I mean, obviously Markstrom played a great game too in that game, but but uh, no, I mean you really can't say anything bad about Jake Allen so far. He's been lights out, and Price has not. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And I mean, you hope he finds his game. And we've seen this before. We've seen Price start slow in seasons before and kind of find his game afterwards. I mean, I, I and in one way, it's kind of nice to know that the, the team no longer depends on Carey Price completely, and they can have a what is it now the eight three and two record despite Price not playing well. I mean, that's definitely a good sign for this team, but he has to turn it around at some point. And I think he'd be the first to, to tell you that, that he has to, to turn it around. And and what else needs to turn around? It, it What we thought going into the year was – what has been the one consistent for this team for the last three, four seasons has been that Tatar, Dano, and Gallagher line. And now Tatar got a goal at the end of the game today, which which is it was a bit of a lucky bounce and all that, but you hope maybe gets the monkey off his back. But just overall, that line, like especially offensively, it's just, it's just nothing is going on there. Like Tatar scored a few goals at the beginning of the year, and it was, it was, it took a while for him to get the goal today. And Dano, like how he's gotten so many opportunities this year, which seem like tap-ins, and just nothing comes of it. He had one today, right after the Anderson goal, where Anderson, the goaltender, was completely out of position. He was on his stomach basically, and Dano just kind of just shot it into him. Just shoot high. I could have scored that goal. Well, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> <Not probably. laughs> but uh, no, yeah, no, the, uh, that that line has definitely. I mean, the last two seasons, that line has been the catalyst, offensive, offensively, even defensively. I mean, that that line's been the one consistent really the last two years. Yeah. But uh, and you know, I I mean, I think there was a lot of big expectations, you know, in from us two, in, in, included. You know, because that was sort of the one consistency. Again, you know, there were so many new players coming into the team. We expect that line to to really been be leaned on because they were familiar with themselves. Or one, you know, I mean, you know, having having especially with no training, well, very short training camp, no preseason. You know, they were expected to sort of lead the charge. But uh, no, I mean, they, I mean, maybe they've been the worst of the four lines. Oh, I think they have been. I think you know. And Dano's hey, even I mean, struggling at the face-off circle. I mean, yeah. he, he he's looked bad in other uh, areas of the game, you know. I mean, he's still getting pretty reliable, uh, like, defensively, of course. And, I mean, we didn't – Austin Matthews didn't score any goals today. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Dano had a big, big, big role in that. But, like, at this point, do you think – because with the last few performances the Canadians have had – well, I don't want to panic and start just putting lines in a blender, but would you make a few changes here to kind of move the lines around? Because the offense is kind of stagnated a little bit, I find. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely something you could uh, you could look at. I mean, I don't think I'd be changing the t- well the Suzuki Anderson the uh, way line. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, maybe you give Kutkinyemi Gallagher. I mean, I don't think that would be a bad idea. I would idea. love to see that because Kutkinyemi – I mean, he's still progressing. He's still growing. I mean, I've I've always been very vocal about loving him. This year so far, his playmaking has looked really, really, really good. And I'd love to see him with someone that can really finish, right? And Gallagher, for the last however long he's been on this on this team, 
has been the finish. He's been the goal scorer for the Montreal Canadiens. So, but he hasn't really had a, a real playmaker like Kutkinemi to play with in, in a long time. Like, no disrespect to Dano, but he doesn't have the same, I don't think, playmaking ability as Kutkinemi has. And, and Kutkinemi has done well with, with Toffoli. But, I mean, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to see, like, two goal scorers, real goal scorers on each wing and see what can happen there. I, I, I would love that line. Yeah, I think that, I think that would be amazing. Man, Toffoli already has nine goals. You know, he's uh, tied for second in the NHL right now. Kakinami's looked pretty good. I mean, maybe not the last three games yet, but nobody has really looked good for the Canadians' last three games. Uh, and Gallagher, I mean, I think that would be one hell of a second line right there. And then, you know, I mean, Dano, Tatar, who knows? Maybe a maybe a new line mate will sort of uh, you know wake them up a little bit. Um, you you know, see now the worry there that I have, like talking about it, I'm, I'm realizing that maybe it's not the right move because the two that have been struggling the most, because Gallagher, even though the line's not producing, you still notice him out there. He still gets his note, or he's still doing what Gallagher needs to do. Tatar and Dano are really the two that have been struggling the most, and now you're we're keeping him them together, right? Are they not the two that needs to be separated here? Yeah, may, maybe you're right. Um, but I, I mean, I do think okay, they're they're obviously not scoring goals, but. Dano and I mean that that line was out there every single time Austin Matthews was out there and yeah. uh, honestly you really didn't notice Austin Matthews that much at least no. I I mean you do see him out there but I mean he didn't really get a whole lot of chances so oh, I mean sure. they are they are playing well defensively they're obviously not scoring whatsoever um I mean I don't yeah I mean I don't know if I'd want to split them up I mean I I I'd put Gallagher with Cook uh, with Kukinami and, and Toffoli and man, I don't know. Throw, throw Armia, throw, throw Perry there on that third line with Deno and Tatar, and see what just you know, just see what happens. I mean, I, I'm definitely open to seeing that. I'm definitely open to seeing it, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, yeah. But like you said, I mean, we barely saw Matthews today. But at the same time, it's like it was the team more focused on stopping the Leafs versus scoring, and like that was the most evident. Two, two of the Leafs' goals today. There were two four, four and four opportunities. Like coinciding minors happened twice this game, and the Leafs scored for both, and they both kind of looked like they were on the power play. And it doesn't seem like the Canadians put their best assets out there for the four on four. I mean, the ice is open, and I get it. You're playing against a team that has better high end talent, but also when Matthews and Marner are on the ice, they're not as focused defensively. So you want to have your offensive guys there for the for like the counter attack, right? But that's not what Claude Julien was doing. He's trying to play almost like he was on the PK, and then they ended up allowing two goals uh, during the four-on-four. Four. So, I don't know, because, like, like, Gallagher, I love Gallagher, but he's not who you want to see on a four-on-four. Four. He's not the fastest guy. You know, you want to see more of the – I want to see Suzuki and Anderson out there on the four-on-four, four, you know? Yeah, no, it, uh, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, we were talking about it before we started recording. I mean, I feel like it's the same thing when they play uh, – I mean, it hasn't they haven't played too many games in overtime. Yeah. But when they do play in overtime, a lot of the time they're going with, you know, sort of the same guys. Like they'll put out Dano and, you know, you'll see Weber there every once in a, you know, some, sometimes you'll see Sherrod even. Like these are not really the guys that I want out there when you have that Definitely open not. space. You know, I mean, uh, you want to want to go for it. And yeah, the four on four, obviously, I mean, they, they, you know, the Maple Leafs have a lot of talent, obviously. I mean, you, you know, you want to try to shut them down. But, you know, I, we saw it. They, they got burnt twice. And. It, it basically, like you said, it basically did look like it was a power play for the Leafs when it was four on four. And and looking yeah. at the score sheet too, I mean, the three goals for like taking away the the Zach Hyman empty netter, the three goals for the Leafs were the that player's first goal of the season. Dermot Hall and Mikheyev, all their first goal of the season. And it's just sure you shut down the big guns, but 
at what cost if that if that's what happens right like maybe the way to play is to try to go toe to toe with the team and just you need to score and they're going to score is going to happen but you need to score more you know like i don't know it's it, i didn't like the way they came out the, the game plan for today's game against the leafs i mean it started off good just in their face nonstop that's what that's what wins it for the Habs. but for some reason they they kind of took Took the the foot off the pedal there, being in their face. But at the same time, I don't think necessarily Claude Julien went in the room between the first and the second and said, oh, you know what, let's put less pressure on the Leafs. So, like, I, I, I don't know what happened that they stopped putting that much pressure, stopped suffocating them, but it just stopped at some point. It's, just, it's not like Anderson was playing amazing and making all these saves that sometimes can frustrate a team. It's just, I, I mean, did the Leafs really play that good of a defensive game? I have a hard time believing that. No, I mean I don't I don't think they played that great of a game period. <laughs> but it was obviously good enough to beat the Canadians tonight. Um yeah, I mean the the Canadians they yeah, I mean they you know they they really didn't do a whole lot offensively. I mean the Leafs, you know, I don't think they did a great job defensively. They didn't really produce a whole lot offensively aside from the 4 on 4s obviously. But yeah, I mean I think it was more, you know, the Canadians really didn't play very well and basically all over the place. I mean, aside from Army, I thought he was pretty much the one, uh, the one bright spot on this team. I mean, it, it was a sloppy game overall. A lot of it seemed to take place in the neutral zone, pucks b- bouncing all over the place. And I mean, there's two goals today that were just weird bounces. I mean, the the, the least third goal, the the Mikheyev goal, was just a missed shot, and ended up going in. And then the the Tatar goal was kind of a like the same kind of thing. It, it was a weird game. I just now, I don't want to look ahead past the the Oilers. I mean, we can we we definitely are capable of losing against the Oilers, but I can't wait to face the Leafs again. This was, and I hope the Habs kind of feel the same way. Once again, I don't want them to look past the the Oilers, but I hope they are kind of embarrassed by this game, especially when it was supposed to be the top two teams in the division. They did not look like they deserved to be in the conversation for top in the division with the Leafs today. The, today, the Leafs made it seem like they are the obvious top team in the division, and the Habs have just had some easy matchups at the beginning of the year. I hope that pisses off the Canadians, and they show up to play on Saturday. They they better be really fucking ready on Saturday compared to how they were today, because they, they have to be pissed. They have to. And, I mean, Weber looked pissed on the bench after that empty net goal, I don't know if you, if you noticed when you were watching, so yeah. that that's nice to see, but I want to see it reflected on the ice. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, hopefully that you know what Weber like you said he was he seemed really pissed off hopefully you know he's going to get in the hopefully after the game he went into the dressing room pissed and you know vocal about it because i mean yeah not a great effort here and and yeah i mean you hope you're going to see that against the leafs on saturday well, i mean you hope you're going to see it in the against the oilers tomorrow but definitely against the leafs on saturday uh but i mean man, it's not going to be an easy game on saturday either right it's going to be a third game in four nights that's true that's true for me, I mean, tonight it was the game that, man, like they had to show some life after playing two shitty performances against the Senators. They had what, three days off, yeah, three days, and then they're coming. I mean, it's almost four days, right? Because I mean, they played in the afternoon against exactly. the exactly. Senators. So, I mean, you would have, I mean, you would have thought that they would have come out. I mean, they did in the first ten minutes. They came out with a lot of fire, but that was it. And I I don't know, uh, you know it's it. Hopefully they're going to bounce back here against uh, against the Oilers tomorrow. Obviously a team that they've had quite a bit of success against so far this season. I what I want to see tomorrow, what I hope to see, almost like I want them to win, obviously, but I want I want the offense to kind of wake up a little bit tomorrow with yeah. the way they've been playing the last three games. 
I hope Julien tells him to go out there and maybe opens up the game a little bit, accepts that maybe it's going to be a high-scoring game on both sides, and let, let's get some offense going. And that power play has looked pathetic. You know, just open up the play a little bit and score some goals because it's just the way they've been playing. It's just they're playing not to lose, and I, and I hate to say that as fun as they were to watch at the beginning of the year, it's not. It has not been a fun three games now that we've had to watch. It's just. It just wasn't the same level. Oh man, the last three games were were a snooze fest. Like I was all, I, I almost felt like going to bed at one point no, tonight. Exactly. I was yeah. so annoyed that we had to come talk about it afterwards because that's when we <laughs> planned to do it. Because I didn't want to talk about this game. It was so boring. It's just ah, uh, it's just so frustrating. And like. Just the the hype coming into it, right? You know, go on you on Twitter on the message boards and all that. Everyone was so excited. Oh, it's the the matchup between the and you know you had people that aren't Habs or Leafs fans watching to see okay who's who's the top of the North Division, and no one's came, came out of this game thinking it was Montreal Canadiens. I'll tell you I'll tell you that much. But what makes Saturday's game even more important is that there's for some reason six days in between games. They play Saturday in Toronto, and then they don't play again until the following Saturday against Toronto back in Montreal. So if you have, like, if this, the way they play today, if we have kind of a repeat performance on Saturday, then you have a whole week to just kind of live in that misery. Like, I really don't want that. <laughs> they, they better come out to play on, uh, on Saturday, or else it's going to be a long, long week looking ahead to facing the Leafs again. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah for for sure. I mean they gotta they gotta do something here in these in these two games. I mean certainly tomorrow and then on Saturday against the Leafs. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean you they, you don't want to de- have be thinking about a week of terrible performances for a whole week, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, I mean it, it, you just want to see some fire. I mean that that's what I want to see tomorrow against the Oilers. You know, win or lose, I just want to see them like, show yeah. something. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel exactly the same way. I want to see some fire and I, and just playing to win instead of playing not to lose, you know. And 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 we're weirdly seeing the same thing we saw last year where they 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 started so strong on the road and now they're three and three at home. But then again, like who knows if a home ice means that much this year with no fans in the stands? But I mean, quickly looking at the other teams' home records and I mean, it does seem to make a difference somewhere. Like why do the Canadians struggle at home so much? I don't get it. Yeah, it's it is weird. Weird. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, even if the fans aren't there, I mean, obviously it's not the same thing, you know, I mean, it, it, it would have a bigger impact. I think if the Canadians fans, well, if we were there, but I mean, I think, you know, you're, you're still on the road, the other team, right? So exactly. I, mean, I, I still think there is a bit exactly. of an impact, but. And like looking at other teams and the, the, their, their records so far this year, and it, it, you're still seeing from a quick glance, teams doing better at home, right? There's something. Yeah. There, there is an advantage. Just I don't know what's going on. Like you can't have a 500 home record. <laughs> you just and then hope to finish at the top of the division. You know, you just got to do better at home. It's unacceptable. Yeah, no, I mean they can't. Anyway, they they really got to turn it on here. And then, and like I said, I mean hopefully we'll see that tomorrow against Edmonton. I mean, they, like I said, I mean just show some fire. So, I mean, how many goals? Like, well, they scored two goals in the first game against Ottawa. I think two goals in the second, and then. And then one, well, obviously one goal. Oh no, two goals tonight. Yeah. Yeah, two goals. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I forget. I understand you forgetting the at the end there, but. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, obviously not what we what we were used to. Nearly five goals a game, uh, you know, for the through the first ten games that they had. But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, they can turn it on a little bit offensively here. But uh, now, Edmonton, no. not an easy game though that we're we're coming up against. Oh. I mean, 
they, 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 they've done better uh, recently. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, they just came off two, two games against Ottawa. And actually, tomorrow is, even though the Canadians are on, the, on, on a back-to-back and Edmonton aren't, it's going to be Edmonton's fourth game, uh, third game in four nights. So the, there's no excuse as far as back-to-back. Also, they barely skated tonight, so it should, they should feel completely fresh tomorrow for the game. So there's, <laughs> there's absolutely no excuse there. But the, the, the team in general is like, but I mean, the big story in Edmonton has been that uh, they won a game, uh, I, I guess yesterday's game 3-2, and it was a, no points from either um, McDavid or, uh, or Dreisaitl. And it was the first time in something crazy, like a few years that they won a game where neither of those players got got, got a point. So things <laughs> seem to be coming together for, for Edmonton. And they've won three uh, of the of four in, in, in February so far. So not an easy matchup tomorrow. They're going to have to show up to play for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, uh, regardless of who they're playing, they're going to have to put in a better performance than they did the last three games. So. 100%. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's it's definitely gonna be an interesting game for sure. And then uh, I mean, like like we said, I mean the game against Toronto that'll it's gonna be a good test too. I mean before you know you, you definitely don't want to lose these two and then and then be in you know head head into a long week with you know five ga- five bad games in a row. And the thing is, if you're looking at the standings too, if you want any hope at kind of winning the division, you can't be losing all these games against the Leafs, right? Because it was a huge turnaround losing today's game because now the Leafs have 23 points, uh, Habs only have 18, versus where it would be 20 for the Habs and 21 for the Leafs if they, they had a one, right? They, they, we talk about it's early in the season, but it's a short season, and the way that the schedule is with you're only playing the division, every game is a four-point game, essentially, you know, like they, they like to say. But then tomorrow against Edmonton, you look at Edmonton in the standings, they're only two points behind the Canadians. Sure, the Canadians have two games in hand, but still, you lose against Edmonton tomorrow, and all of a sudden, Edmonton and Montreal are tied in the standings. And then the Canadians don't play for a week. I don't want to come back on uh, in, in in a week and a half or whatever. And then all of a sudden, the Canadians are fourth in division or something like that. You know, so it, it, it's a tight division. I mean, they can't afford to lose too many games here. They have to keep up the pace if they want to keep a top, at least a top two spot in the division. Yeah, it's like you said. I mean, every every game here is a four point game. Uh, you know, yeah, all the games are obviously in the division. And I mean, yeah, the Canadians got off to a great start, but I mean, the other teams have been hanging around there. You know, I mean, yep. uh, the Senators basically they lost. They pretty much lost every single game almost. Uh, and you know that that obviously helps the other teams get some good records like the Canadians. But uh, no, I mean, the, no, they 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 can't afford to have a sustained losing streak like we saw. You know, I mean, the the two eight game losing streaks last season. You definitely can't do that, especially in a fifty six game uh, fifty six game season. No, absolutely not. I mean, even though they had the strong stop you start, you, you go on a five game losing streak, and all of a sudden you're you're way down the standings, right? And and you say Ottawa has lost every game. Well, they didn't lose one against us. It's weird though because oh, they won two games and one once against the Leafs and once against uh, the, the the Canadians, which are supposed to be the top two in the division. But if tomorrow Montreal shows up and then kind of has a rough game against Edmonton again and lose against Edmonton, now all of a sudden it won't be as set in stone that can the Montreal Canadiens are the number two, two like top two team in the division, you know. Yeah, I don't know if maybe they maybe they were reading their own uh, good press uh, through the first four uh, first couple of weeks of the season and uh, and their heads were too got too big. But uh, yeah, definitely they've been uh, brought da- brought back down to earth the last three games. So then we've got two games here coming up before before that kind of week long break. We've talked about them a little bit. What what do you think is going to happen here? Like, if you have to make a prediction, 
Are the are the Canadians getting two wins here, or what? what are you I'm gonna saying say? they're going to get two wins. They're going to bounce back tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they're going to come out strong. I think Weber's going to going to really. I think after the game, he's going to have a pretty good conversation with the boys, and they're going to come out strong tomorrow. And uh, you know, Jake Allen and Nets. I think they're going to win tomorrow five two. Tomorrow's game. Before we move on to the, to the Toronto game, tomorrow's game I think is going to be a high flying, much more exciting game than what we've seen. I think they're going. I think I think I think I see an overtime game tomorrow, and I'm feeling I'm feeling it in the air, and I feel like it's going to be like a five four overtime game. And when it's in overtime, you never know how it could end. I think I could see them losing honestly in overtime against Edmonton. I think. McDavid and Drysaddle are gonna have are gonna have big games, but the Canadians are not gonna have a poor game either. And Jake Allen, at the end of the day, he's not gonna have allow one or two goals every single game, right? It's it's gonna it's gonna come back at some point. You can't expect your your backup goaltender to do that every single game. But then moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs game, I think they show up to a play against Toronto and they have a dominant performance against Toronto and win handedly. On, on yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're probably right about the Edmonton game. Jake Allen's probably due for a bad, for a bad yeah. game, actually. But uh, yeah, I think I, I think in, against Toronto, they they're gonna win two one. Two one. So you think another low scoring? I mean, I guess at the end it is four two today, but it still felt like a low scoring game. I mean, you have, we have an empty netter and that the weird goal that at, at the weird couple of goals at the end. Two one against Toronto. I mean, I think it's a, a Montreal win. But I'm I'm seeing. I'm seeing something closer, like a a four to one win against Toronto. They 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 they're really good. I think Price is gonna have a big game. Saturday's game, I think, is gonna be Price's big biggest game of the year so far. But the offense is also gonna come to play, and it's a four one win for the Canadians. Yeah, well, I think uh, well, so we both agree. I think Harry Price is gonna have a great game. Uh, hopefully, you know, he he needs this bounce bounce back game. I think against the Leafs, you know, he knows he hasn't had a great start here. Yeah, for He's sure. Gonna you know he's going to want to have a good performance Saturday night against the Leafs, heading into the basically a bye week here. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be motivated, and he's going to be looking to, you know, sort of uh, I guess prove his naysayers wrong. I mean, I guess you know there's always naysayers here in Montreal. I mean, I'm sure he just wants to anything. prove the biggest naysayer to Price's game so far. I'm sure is himself. Uh, he's a very competitive guy, and he he's not he's not blind. He's seeing what's happening out there, and I, I promise you, he hates seeing his team performing well while he's performing poorly. You know, he wants to be part of the reason they're winning, and he really hasn't been so far. I mean, I I, I do I I, res- I have so much respect for him though, as because we've seen goalies not necessarily supporting their backups and all that, and we we saw it when he was backing up Allen, and he was banging on the boards when Allen was making big saves and all that. So we, at least he's not kind of like wallowing in in his like you know feeling bad for himself because he's having a bad start to the to, to the season uh but he knows he knows he hasn't started strong so far and uh, I, I i really i want it so bad you know part of me is like am i being like are we being hopeful too hopeful and saying price is gonna have a big game on saturday considering how he's played so far but i want to believe so bad i i really want to believe he's gonna have a monster game on saturday yeah, I mean, you know, he, it, like you said, he's it, it, it's not the first time that Price has had a bit of a bad stretch. No. I mean, it seems like, you know, especially at the beginning of seasons, he he does have a bit of a habit of getting off to some uh, some less than uh, than ideal starts, but uh, you know, most of the time, you know, he he proves us wrong and, you know, he 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 does end up turning it around. And I mean, I don't I don't see why this season would be any different. You know, he's still I think the one of if not the best goalie in the world. 
And uh, hopefully he's going to prove that on Saturday night. And and if if the predictions turn out true and they get like a three or four points out of of the out of these next two games, I think this that's going to go a long way in kind of sending them into this this stretch off. Because I think if if they were to lose these next two games, and then they go a week without playing, and then you're just seeing the other teams getting points, I mean, there's a good chance if they lose these next two games, and all of a sudden when they come back a week later, they're not number two in the division anymore, right? They're, they're probably lower in the standings. So uh, you would hate to see it. Uh, I, I think this is this is crucial. This is I don't I don't want to be too dramatic here, but I think it's crucial that they get three to four points in these next two games. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, they 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 can't afford definitely to lose these next two games. Um, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, at least get one out of the two. But uh, yeah. yeah, ideally, if they can at least get three points, that uh, that would be that set them back. Uh, you know, set them back on track. Yeah, exactly. Back on track, and then it just shows us that the the the, the stretch here was just that it was just a bad stretch. But there's still the good team we saw at the beginning of the year. So, so that that that's predictions for us. Aside from that, I mean, just like I, like I say every week these days, considering the situation with the leagues, there's not much prospect talk to talk about. I mean, Cole Caulfield's still having a great year uh, in college, but the Rocket almost set to get started, and you you talked about it last week. Uh, Paling and Flurry sent down to uh, to play for the Rocket. I mean, it makes sense. That's what you got to do. You got to get them some some playing time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, you know, they're they're both of them are obviously going to play pretty prominent roles with the Rocket uh, this year. I mean, Paling hopefully ends up being the uh, the first line center. Flurry is going to. I mean, especially the kid. They're they're definitely kind of lacking on the right side of defense there. So he's also going to be playing a huge role. On a pretty young team in Laval, I mean, they, they they have a handful of veterans, but, I mean, there's a lot of young guys coming in, a lot of exciting young guys coming in. I mean, like uh, Cameron Hillis, uh, Jesse Alonin, um, Arsen uh, Kisamudanov. So, I mean, they have a lot of young guys coming in. It's going to be an exciting season. They're probably, you know, they might not be the best team um, in a pretty good North division. Uh, so it might be a bit of uh, there might be some hiccups, but I mean, at, you know, at the end of the day, you want uh, Joel Bouchard sort of setting those guys up for success and setting the Canadians up for success with some. Hopefully, we'll see some prospects, uh, some new, you know, maybe some new guys heading into the uh, playing with the Canadians at some point this season. Yeah, speaking of uh, Joel Bouchard, there was that one quote where someone asked him if uh, Paling and Fleury were going to play, and he said something along the lines, "Well, they didn't get sent to Laval, Laval to play cards." and <laughs> I, I, I do I do love Joel Bouchard for the, that type of stuff. I mean, what, what an organizational like change it, it has been to have him as coach. I'm mean, I'm excited to have the Rocket back and and to see uh, see see the kids play a little bit and uh, see how how those guys uh, progress because you don't want them to go too long without playing, right? I mean, I know it's a, it's a tough situation and a lot could be said about whether or not people should be playing right now, but it, at the end of the day, it's good for the players to be playing uh, to continue progressing. So. I think uh, that does it for uh, today's episode. I mean, I yeah, think House like fans. To, uh, yeah, I do like two, uh, just two sh- uh, shout outs here. Well, uh, first to, uh, for one, one of our listeners, uh, Seb Grenier, well, what, a guy that we went to school with, uh, who basically gave us the idea of doing, uh, so basically what he said was having listened to the last podcast, there was uh, actually one thing that would be a nice predi- uh, addition would be to predict the ha- the upcoming games in between podcasts. And kind of create a rivalry between me and you, but I mean, we both basically said sort of the sort of the same predictions, so not much of a rivalry there, I guess. At least not for this week. 
And uh, another shout out here. We had uh, we actually had a, a, a Twitter question from Jesse Guerra. So at Go Habs Go 1127. We sort of already answered it and it sort of already got answered because he sent the question week or a question a little earlier this week. But he said, uh, when Joel Armia returns, put him back with KK into Foley, move Lekin into the left, Perry on the right and scratch Byron to send him a message. What do you guys think? Well, obviously he was right because that is exactly what happened. He I mean, I ended up playing. Clearly, Claude Julien follows him on Twitter, and he thought clearly. that was a great idea. <laughs> clearly, and I mean, I think it made a lot of sense. I yeah, mean, Paul sure. Byron. Yeah, I mean, he's he hasn't done anything. Um, you know, I thought he maybe through the first couple of games, he he looked like he was maybe back to you know sort of the Paul Byron that we saw before he got injured. Um, but just, I mean, the last last couple of games, last couple of weeks, even he really has not done anything. I honestly, uh, as far as Paul Byron goes, I think I I just think this is might be who he is at this point. I think he's lost a bit of this of a step, had a few unfortunate injuries, doesn't have the same kind of breakneck speed he used to have, and he's still a reliable uh, fourth line guy. But I don't think he's going to be much more of that for the rest of his career, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's basically what he's going to be. You know, he's going to be one of those extra guys. Obviously, we're going to need some extra guys. You know, there's going to be more injuries, I'm sure, at some point. But uh, you know, and, and but Perry's probably the same kind of guy. I don't think you'd necessarily oh, yeah. want to see him all the time either. Oh, for sure. So you know, I think uh, you know Paul Byron is probably the type of guy that maybe you want to play him when we're playing a bit of a faster team, or when we're playing you know a, a team that where it's going to be maybe a bit of a chippier game than maybe you put Corey Perry in. So I think you know you'll probably see that sort of rotation. Putting Armia back on the third line, obviously, I mean that seemed to look pretty good tonight. Well, I don't think that line necessarily had a great night to Foley and Kakiniemi, um, but uh, Yoel Armia, I mean he looked pretty good tonight. I mean, he looked as good as you want to see someone look after coming back from a few games off from a from a head injury, right? Like he he looked like he he didn't like m- miss a step. Obviously, he's going to be a little bit off. You know, the timing's going to be a little off after missing so much time. But basically, that's what you want to see. But I I'm glad he didn't lose his spot from being injured because I always hate to see that. If a player's playing well and then gets injured, he should have an opportunity to get his role back when he comes back. And that that's what I think Judy maybe feels the same way. He gave him that opportunity. I don't think other players can't feel bad for that, right? They, you have to like seeing that your t- your teammate that was playing well before doesn't lose his spot because he was injured and. Armia came to play today, and he looked good. I mean, I hate – he got high-sticked once and got – I think both penalties against the, the Leafs were uh, on Armia, if I'm not mistaken. Can people leave Armia alone, please? <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Just, you know, he he's dealt with enough already in the short season. Let's, exactly. <laughs> let's not hurt him again. But it's going to be interesting to see tomorrow, though. I mean, obviously, we saw at the end of t- uh, tonight's game, Julien did, obviously, because of the uh, terrible performance by everybody, he sort of shuffled the lines up a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens tomorrow. I mean, not a lot of practice time in between games to really try stuff out. So maybe he comes back with the same lines tomorrow, but is quick to make a change if it's needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to tomorrow's game. Hopefully we'll see a better effort, and it'll be interesting to see what the lines are going to look like. For sure. So that'll do it for tonight's episode. We'll uh, record another one, obviously, after the uh, the Leafs game. Not sure exactly when, so follow uh, us on Twitter at the Habs Forum. We'll get make sure to get you an episode in to give you a little bit of a Habs fix during this for some reason, middle of the season, week-long break for the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, as always, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.